good, everybody? Welcome back to the Backlog Buddies podcast. I am AJ Reeves, and I am joined by my co-host, Steven Schneider. What up, what up? Uh, sorry, drink, drinking water. Hold on, let me drink some more. Oh, <clears throat> what you drinking? <laughs> just Throwback. water. Just water. I just uh, finished up a smoked butterscotch latte. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> Are you like... You go to those like high end coffee shops where they say like really hipster shit like people from Phoenix are Phoenician and shit like that. <laughs> no, I mean I don't know if you'd consider Starbucks a, a high end coffee shop because that's where the smoke butterscotch latte comes from. So well, they do they do make high end drinks sometimes, that's true. but huh. I wouldn't say it's the coffee house experience like it used to be anyway today's gonna be a pretty short episode <laughs> welcome to the coffee buddies um i want to talk about something real quick um usually we talk about what we're playing first but i think we'll end, end it with that um but did you hear that fable might be making a comeback yep did you hear and who's I'm... making it yes and i'm excited well why don't you fill everybody in on uh, uh, on that news then? All right. So, how's it going, everybody? This is your good <laughs> friend Stephen. <laughs> uh, lately, Fable's been you know you know it's been flying under the radar a little bit. It uh, had a final attempt at something a little bit different with Fable, uh, Fable Legends, which was supposed to be an asymmetrical multiplayer online game well, don't from forget, the guys. Don't forget Fable: The Journey, that gem. Well, well, that was the last successful. Well, <clears throat> we'll say released game (laughs) (laughs) one that actually made it through uh fable legends didn't see the light of day outside of uh, alpha testing and ultimately it was just it it was a mess um from what anyone else anyone on the outside looking in could gather um it was Lionhead that was doing it it might have been a conflict of uh, ideas or whatever the case may be ultimately project was scrapped and Lionhead was cleaned up we'll say and uh and we just kind of yeah they shut down the studio Um, i don't even know what happened to everybody there i hope everybody landed on their feet and found new jobs and they're doing well best wishes to those who were part of the formerly known as lionhead studios um but ultimately the fable franchise now laid dormant for the what the past two and a half three years and everybody was yeah, it's been it's been a while, at, at least two years, at, at least since 2016, which, okay. dear God, 2016 was two years ago. Uh, <laughs> sort of. We're only in January of 2018. I, I know. I'm just going by the numbers. Um, by the, the you know what I mean. Yep. Um, so fast forward to today and news broke from Eurogamer that a new Fable game would be in the works. Uh, that is going to be treated more like an open-world action RPG. Um, There are whispers and murmurs that inspiration of this new project uh, can can lend a little bit of thanks to Guerrilla Games and the, um, dear Lord, help me out here, Horizon series. That that was just very, very successful. I think that rumor comes from... Like Phil Spencer saying, we don't really have a game in that kind of genre. Yeah. So he was kind of, everybody was kind of like, well, what can, if if a game, if a studio that has been known for making these sci-fi first-person shooter experiences can completely change course and do an open-world action RPG, then why the hell can't 
our very successful open world racing franchise maker playground studios playground games i forget if it's studios or games uh do the same with an open world action rpg experience as well so that is who will be uh potentially spearheading this no no, not potentially because it's still rumor right now and speculation but it's it's all all but confirmed confirmed. that it is playground games who will be heading development of this new fable project and the world rejoiced and molyneux is somewhere in europe with his soccer team his football club just like no 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 it wasn't peter molyneux it was the other one who got bought that was uh the ceo yeah 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. but uh uh more peter moore yeah anyway but molyneux somewhere is very happy i'm sure um yeah so that's where we're at now fable has been resurrected uh pretty much yeah i think it's i don't it's not confirmed but it sounds legit (laughs) but see here's the thing um and i guess we'll just get right into it even if this were just rumors and speculation and it's you know it wasn't actually happening just the excitement alone being generated from this uh we'll call it rumor for now has to hit microsoft's ears there's no way that they can ignore the excitement behind this yeah so even if it were fake in the next few years i guarantee we'll see a new fable because of the excitement being generated well, if it's real that's probably when we're getting the fable anyway exactly because <laughs> if they're referencing horizon as an inspiration which just came out last february mm-hmm. there's no way the game is far along and and good don't rush it i i will wait i, I can't wait <laughs> i hope it's more like fable one than it is like fable two and three as far as uh the type of world is in because i like the fantasy more than i like the steampunk mm-hmm. um, but I, I wouldn't mind having a dog. Just like be able to introduce the dog. Yeah. And if it's going to be open world the same way Horizon's open world, then I'm super all for it. If it's basically the Fable version of Kingdoms of Amalur, I am so on board. Because <laughs> <laughs> that game was really great as far as combat, but it was missing a story. Um, mm-hmm. Most people just played it for the combat, which was perfectly fine it, um, to play for a reason to play it. But the combat was amazing, and I want more. And it sucks that uh, was a thirty-eight studios is gone, and that game can no longer be sold or anything. It sucks because that game was super fun. Yeah, I think that was back compatible. Can't even too. go back compat. No, no. Like, I thought I it think, was. I think this. I think the city of what is it, Rhode Island? <laughs> all i hear is keyboard clicks <laughs> i got my i got my new keyboard so it's uh it's, it's a little bit louder <laughs> no no you're right there is <laughs> you just click 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 yeah there's there's no uh there's no backwards compatibility yeah that sucks that game i remember that game being pretty fun i only played like the first 20 minutes of it but if uh if i didn't have a lot on my plate i would probably visit that again yeah, I think Rhode Island owns the rights to it now, and I don't think they're going to do anything with it. How about generate some actual income, Rhode Island? Why not sell it? <laughs> Make some well, money off of it. Just a little bit. Just a little piece of change. Um, but anyway, coming back to Fable. Yeah. Um, the thing that has me excited about the Horizon inspiration, as far as like open world is concerned, um, you look at games like Horizon, it's open world. That was a delayed um, 
yeah thing. anyway <laughs> <laughs> horizons open world uh legend of zelda breath of the wilds open world and even like uh more recently assassin's creed origins open world the most, thing i love about games are more open world now kind of yeah. annoying but some games yeah. shouldn't be but whatever anyway go i on feel like they're, they're no 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 there's there's definitely like a time and place for it and i think that having so much of it kind of I don't want to say ruins it, but it kind of makes you feel jaded. That's why I was really enjoying Wolfenstein uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It was much more on the rails. But anyway, getting back on topic, um, the thing that has me excited about it is the fact that each of those games, the ones that I was just citing, their open worlds are very seamless. Like, there's never load Witcher. screens. There's The Witcher's another one, too, yeah, where it just it's just, it feels real and lived in. And like the Dotto 5. Yeah. And if that's their inspiration, if they're going for that type of open world setting where it's just going to be this vast, explorable, seamless world, I'm, yeah, sign me up. Yep. Yeah, on board. <laughs> no idea what it's going to look like. Um, I imagine it's going to have the same art style. It has to. You know what I love, yeah. though, as, the, as they went on? Uh, what was it? Fable 3 started letting you name your own weapons. Oh yeah, when, I remember when you that. created them. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like I would take like a Fable One universe, like you were saying, like much more, a little bit darker, but still with that quirk, and like Fable Two's gameplay refinement. Like I feel like game, Fable Two's gameplay in terms of like combat and all that was like the best balance of like story, you know, of exploration and storytelling, etc. And then Fable Three just got a little bit weirder. It, yeah, it progressive like combat uh, in the first game. Yeah. But, um, or if they just changed it up entirely and just completely went in a all new direction. Yeah, and I'm just down like, for it to that as well. Yeah. A whole new feeling, but it's like the same tone of the world. Yep. Yeah. The oh. thing I've been digging a, a lot lately about like action games and, um, and just uh, explorable open worlds in general is that uh, everything feels a lot more grounded. Nothing feels as like fantastical as your typical like jrpg action games like your kingdom hearts and your final fantasies you know those are fun too but there's something that feels a little bit more real like personal about those more grounded experiences like the witcher and like assassin's creed origins yeah even though you can climb fucking pyramids and other buildings like you know a frog but um no i i i want i want more of that type of experience and i feel like playground and uh having their hands on the fable franchise would give me that so i'm very excited are you saying like are you referring to jrpgs as in like everyone carries around these ungodly swords (laughs) it's like another version of them just in sword form like in terms of size (laughs) and they're they're wielding it like it's like it's a an aluminum like it's a switchblade (laughs) (laughs) doing all these flips and like yeah, I jump in the air of uh, this like seventeen stories, and then I come yeah. down by doing four hundred uh, spins with my fucking <laughs> seven hundred pound sword, which is fun and fun to look at. But sometimes that that just that there is a disconnect. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you get me. You get. Yes, me. I know. This is part of the reason why it's hard for me to get super into Japanese stuff, is because that's their aesthetic. That's what they go. That's their. That's their appeal, and yeah, and I think you have to be into it, or in my case, you have to be in the mood for it. <clears throat> yeah, I get that. Totally get that. 
So, is, is there any other news besides that? I thought there was something else, but I don't know. Bigger than that, you know, I, I got to be honest. I haven't been doing my job and paying as much attention to the news. And yeah, you hear the click, click, clack again. So, so um, no, I, I really don't feel like anything big. Hey, guess what, guys? Destiny 2 is still broken. <laughs> <laughs> We were actually talking about this in our own personal group chat amongst our friends where we were just like not having it with Destiny 2. Yeah, my my second chance for Destiny 2 will be uh, fall 2018 um, because that's when supposedly all of the stuff will be fixed and updated and better. And if it's not good then, then I'm done with that franchise and uh, Bungie's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I mean, I got to be honest with you. You're you're being a lot more generous, generous than me. I I uninstalled and I'm mad at myself for giving Activision my money yet again. I feel like one of my New Year's resolutions in for 2018 was Activision, Activision proper. I mean, cuz I still love Blizzard, but Activision proper will not get my money anymore. I mean, made, made that bought, resolution. You bought World War 2 also, huh? Yep. Woo! Yep. <laughs> Now, now to be fair, that was specifically so I could play with my brothers. And fun fact, it's two months later, and we have yet to play a game together. So <laughs> yeah, I can see why you're saying I'm done trying to buying games to play with people. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it, it's not a matter of like you know everyone uh, flakes. It's just a matter of like people have lives, you know. And and I'm you know I'm three years three years wow three hours <laughs> three hours ahead of you guys so uh, timing is always off like for doing this podcast it becomes a, a little bit of a challenge but you know for this I, I I you know I'd like to make more more of an effort but you know as far as like playing games casually like that I yeah I'm done <laughs> yeah I got you I I've I, I wouldn't say I've made a resolution for it but yeah I'm definitely gonna concentrate on playing things that. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. I'm not trying to do the thing where I'm like, I want to play everything. Yeah. Just you know? the, the stuff that, that tickles your fancy, for lack of a better term, that looks like it was a passion project. Like, there was love and care put into the project. It doesn't necessarily have to be indie, but... And it doesn't just have those... to be that. It just looks has to look like it's not uh, a product. Yeah. Which, Which, of course, these games are products, but... Right, but, and so on, so are movies, but movies are also art, just like games are art, or people just want to express themselves through it. I mean, I guess that's considered art as well, right? Um, for instance, like, uh, what's a good example? Is if I can do a movie analogy, The Mummy, <laughs> the new one, <laughs> is a product, and it's a direct yeah. response to things like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Star Wars and what DC's and DC trying to get a universe kicked off. That was the dark cinematic universe. <laughs> and it's a product. And it got canned. Now it's done. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and that's what like games like Destiny has kind of turned into a product. It doesn't feel like uh, I, I don't know if you watched it, but there's a video I saw. Someone made a video called uh, Activision Killed Bungie or something like that. It was it, shows... it was the rise and fall of Bungie or something like that. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, and it, and it shows all these early videos of Bungie talking about we make games that we want to play ourselves and stuff like that. And they've gone so far away from that messaging. And now it's yeah. all about, you know, making your uh, shareholders happy and and all this shit which is exactly kind of what goes on in the movie industry <clears throat> um 
I, I only compare the two because games and movies are like my two things. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, and it's a viable comparison. I think. Uh, I think uh, while we're talking about it, it might be a good idea. If you guys are interested in watching that video, we'll link it in the, in the description so you can check it out. It talks about how Bungie started out, as Asia was saying, where they they would make these products that they themselves would enjoy, and then it just became there. There was a flip and. You probably can guess where the flip happened, but uh, they go into detail about how it went down too. So definitely check that out. Uh, spoiler alert: <laughs> the flip happened when they left Microsoft and went and worked for Activision. <laughs> <laughs> That's the flip. So much so that one guy left Bungie, Activision Bungie, to go back and work for Microsoft. His name is Joseph Staten. Yeah. Uh, that is he a wrote a game called ReCore, and if you've listened to past episodes, Stephen and I are very pro ReCore. <laughs> yep. Take it for what it's worth. It is not a sixty-dollar game. It wasn't priced as a sixty-dollar game, but damn, it's a good game. It's a fun game. It I is think a fun now game. It's only twenty bucks. Yeah, and if you are looking to spend twenty bucks on a well thought out, well written, solid gameplay. 3d platformer action experience that is highly recommended <laughs> that's uh, one of those games that i call this is a game yep yep <laughs> this is a great game where just like how you have and then there's uh, things that transcend that experience or that with that terminology things like mass effect and the witcher where it turns into this is a game experience. into this is an experience right yep <laughs> and then you got products which are yeah. your Call of Duties, and I, I would you say Battlefield is a product now? I want to see that one's difficult. You know what? No cop outs here. Yeah, it is. It is a product, but in this particular case, it is a very good product. Right. Um. It, you know, and that's why I'm so shocked at what what went down with um with Battlefront, Star, the Star Wars you know, edition. Yeah. So, you know, it's the same team, same developers, I think. I think it's the same developers that do Battlefield. Uh, and Battlefield 1 is still going really strong, and it's really well supported. And they did loot boxes relatively well. I still think the, the gold standard for loot boxes in a video game is Overwatch. Um, Halo Five or, does, does it really well as well. I was just I was just about to utilize. I was just going to say that as another example. Um, those those two I feel like are the gold standard of loot boxes. I think the one that next one that comes very close is Battlefield One, uh, and somehow it just like it was a freaking shit show with uh, with Battlefront. And, and 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 what sucks is that it's actually a pretty fun game and a pretty damn good looking game, but uh, Battlefield One, yeah, I would say it's a product, but it's a very good product. Yeah. Um. All right. Shall we move on to what we're playing? Let's do it. Um. I guess I'll start. So Go right ahead. I'm still playing Assassin's Creed Origins, and I adore it, but I haven't put a lot of more time into it since last episode. Um, I've put an hour in there, here and there, but uh, I've been binge-watching the fuck out of Vikings, and that's kind of consumed most of my time, <laughs> um, because I want to get caught up on that show. With Vikings, I watched that show, and then a few episodes before the second season ended, uh, we got new DVRs, so all of my episodes got erased, <clears throat> and so I that's fun. I couldn't catch up to it, and then third season happened, fourth season happened, uh, oh, well, 
season four got split into two seasons. So 4A happened, then 4B happened, and now they're in season five, and uh, we're, we're catching up, and I have all those recorded. Because I wanted, I'm seeing all this cool shit on my uh, like Instagram feed with Vikings and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm like, God, I need to catch up finally. Because <laughs> before it was, I ignored binge watching shows. Like the only stuff I had to watch day of was like Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, which now I've quit. Um, what else did I have to watch day of? Those are really the only two. And then I had other shows that would DVR, and I would watch them when I eat. Right. Um, but for the most part, most of my time went to gaming and now it's a little bit reversed where most of my time's going and watching Vikings. And then when I can squeeze in an hour here and there of Assassin's Creed, I do it. Um, I did play a lot longer today. I'm still in Siwa. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to do in Siwa actually. Yeah, they they give you a good chunk of stuff before you move on to Alexandria. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing everything I can in there before I move on. I did go into one area cause they have those little areas where it says uh, treasure, in these, and I'm trying to clear all those out, but I went to one and uh, popped up a guy, a bandit, had a skull over his head, and I was like, oh, he must be way over-leveled, um, and he must be really strong. Uh, let me fight him anyway. And I was fighting <laughs> him, and I did zero damage to him. <laughs> that motherfucker hit me once, and I died. And I was like, huh, I guess... Uh, Guess I'll stay away from that area. area. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me a couple times where I was like, you know what? I'll come back. It's fine. Yeah. I, I can, I can, you know, work on some other stuff for a bit. I finally moved the story along a bit. Um, I guess we can do spoilers because the game came out in October. Yeah. From here on out, if we're talking about a game and you haven't played it, best to go and play and then come back and listen because we're just full-on spoilers. Unless we're playing something relatively new. Like in March, I'm sure you and I will be talking about Far Cry 5. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> which is another Ubisoft game. Ubisoft really came out and changed their image, huh? Yeah. This was only a few, maybe a year and a half ago, where everyone hated them like everyone hates EA now. <laughs> well, it, 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 there's always got to be a villain. And EA, EA actually had a good image for a little while. And then they just took back the crown as most hated game publisher in the world. Right. <laughs> um, and that's where Ubisoft was like, whew. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what was I saying about Assassin's Creed? Oh, yeah, spoilers. Uh, I got to see the point, because uh, you're in Alexandria, so you've seen all this, um, where dude made him kill his own son. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. So I feel no remorse for killing all these motherfuckers. <laughs> exactly. Because I was like, should I be killing people? I'm not an assassin yet, and I'm not getting punished for killing people. Should I be? And then uh, I saw that cutscene, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, fuck these guys. <laughs> Pretty much. And you remember when I was telling you, like, uh, very early on, um, Bayek became my favorite assassin of the whole franchise? Is that it why? Was, it, it was in those moments, yeah. It was, it was, it was realizing his driving force for why he's doing what he's doing is to me more important than any other assassin's personal story before him or not chronologically obviously but well, like really game wise i mean his family yeah. was killed <laughs> so i guess this but Ezio, and Ezio kind of mirror each other a bit a bit the thing the difference between him and Ezio Ezio's still a bit of a cad which you know it's fine i i just i i like a more I guess I, I want to say humbled character, 
Yeah, okay. I, I, I don't want to say Ezio's not humble, but you know what I mean. Like, somebody yeah. a bit more self-aware. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, and I feel like Bayek <laughs> is that character, and that's why I really like him. I do like the loot system, and I like that I can carry two bows at once, and I can carry two different swords. <laughs> yeah, they really like, they nailed the controls this time around, and the weapon switching and just the overall feel of the game yeah. nailed it. Dude, all the parkour feels better. Um, I just I like just it, everything feels good. I think I said in our group chat, it's like wiping your ass with silk, <laughs> <laughs> which I lifted from the Matrix Reloaded. If you instead uh... of wiping your ass with silk. <laughs> the Merovingian, um, uh, but yeah, the game's super smooth. Um, I love it. It's got that same uh, itch that Far Cry scratched when uh, when Far Cry Three came out, where it's like because you had all this crafting you could do and go hunting, mm-hmm. so you could upgrade all your stuff. And I'm like, yep, 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 yep. This is, I'm in it. <laughs> and this is where I appreciate Ubisoft not not being afraid to borrow ideas from all of their franchises. You kind of see like a lot of the ideas from different franchises kind of bleeding into the other things well, like and the. For a while, they were all like almost the same game, just in a different like here would be this area, so you can go unlock this portion of the map, and the camera would spin around and and like because so for for Assassin's Creed, it was the towers. You have to go and the towers were like a puzzle to climb up, right? <clears throat> yeah. Then the Far Cry series was the uh, what was it the telephone radio towers. Yeah, it was the radio those towers. Were the, those were the puzzles, and you'd go up there to unlock the area. And watchdogs, zipline down. The watchdogs, you, there was like buildings you had to c- climb up. Those were the puzzles, and then the hacking, you had to hack things, and that was the puzzle. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, what else did it in their franchises? The division really didn't do it. They had s- safe houses to go find, and then it would unlock the area on the map of all the shit to go do. But yeah, they Even all kind of like, they all kind of mirrored each other as far as like the template and mm-hmm. now it's like that except as we said last podcast it's got a bit of breath of the wild in it and it's got a bit of the witcher in it yeah which i'm all about but yeah that's all i played <laughs> <laughs> i uh i actually i'm still dabbling in origins i definitely want to put more more time into it uh i, I kind of like you I, I put like an hour every now and then into it and i crawl through the main story and things like that um, Once I pass but, you, you'll get back into it. Yeah, probably, because then I'm going to get mad and be like, you know what, fine. <laughs> but um, my my addiction kicked back in. I feel like I feel like Mark. Um, you know, Mark for a while was like, all right, I'm I'm, I'm playing Rocket League again. I'm, I'm back on Rocket League, and my <laughs> my addiction seems to be my Rocket League seems to be PUBG. <laughs> PUBG. And what? I don't understand. I'm going to just go on the record right now. Again, no cop-outs. I suck at this game. <laughs> like, Are you I playing have it been... on PC still, or are you playing it on Xbox now? Playing it on PC. Um, playing it on PC. And, uh, well, the, on- the only thing I'll say, I'm not using this as an excuse. I still lose. And uh, I'm not saying this has happened to me, even though it's hap- I've seen it happen once or twice already. But um, there's been news spreading about like a lot of cheating going on in the game like aim hacks aim bots things like that there's a couple of times where i watch my death and there's a guy literally just shooting in the air at me like in my general direction not even aiming down the site just shooting in my general direction no sight no scope no nothing and not only is he just blindly shooting he's shooting blindly behind me and somehow i die 
So things like that have been popping up a couple of times every now and then. But I consistently get like within top 10, top five. Uh, the last couple matches I was in, um, I placed uh, fourth, I placed second. And again, when I get to like that top three, that's when my heart rate starts to go up and I just like I lose all control of my adrenaline and then you know, I'm pretty much going to die. Fierce uh, erection. <laughs> and and I, I don't know what it is that keeps me coming back, but there's like a there is a thrill behind just dropping down randomly, picking up loot and fighting to survive. And uh, I'm just I, I've now learned in the real world, if this were to go down, I'd be dead. That's well, just uh, well, the way the cookie you, crumbles. You uh, you won't be having people use aimbot in real life, so well, that's probably true. <laughs> and I also um, wouldn't know how to use a gun to save my life, so because I've never held one, so <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. What was that? <laughs> that's just background. That? Yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I have no idea. It was. It was a whistle. <laughs> I'm not tripping. No, it must have been like a notification. <laughs> Are you fucking anyway? With no, I'm not. Because you're laughing about it. Because <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, been playing. Uh, still been playing a lot of PUBG. Um, I'm determined though. I, w- I want to get at least one chicken dinner under my belt. You've um, never had a chicken dinner. No, that's what I'm saying. I suck at this game. I've never won. Damn. But I keep coming back. You got I, I, You got to get on that, man, because when Meeks in our group chat has shown, he's got like five or six chicken dinners. <laughs> now, now, hold on for a second. Yeah, I, I commend them. I commend Meeks. I commend Zach. I commend Mark. Yeah, but it's Meeks. <laughs> but they're... <laughs> if Mark's listening, he's probably cracking up about this. But, but they're all in groups. Each chicken dinner I've seen have all been group chicken dinners. Now, uh, I'm not t- trying to take anything away from them. Not the, uh, there's a couple I saw where before they all got started playing together that Meeks had at least two or three. Because this is when I talked to him, when I was joking around, and I was just like, man, how much of that time was spent in a bush? <laughs> Listen, in that game, all is fair because you have to do some dirty tactics in order to, to make it. In. Honestly, it, there there is a level of skill involved, but there's also a level of luck involved in the top ten. Yeah. Like what type of weapons you have versus what type of weapons other people have, your protective gear versus their protective gear, um, where the wall closes in on, you know, it there's a lot of external factors that are out of your control that take away a bit from the skill factor. But that's okay too, because it just makes it a bit more exhilarating. It's still fun, you know, it's um it's a different kind of fun. It's almost it's almost like gambling, kind of. Mm. In a, in a weird way. What's up? Were you aware that me, Zach, and Mark were trolling Nick that one day when he was talking about the first person mode? Yeah, yeah, I was aware. Because you were um, adding on to it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure. Because Mark texted me on the side. He's like, is Steven aware that we're just fucking around? And I was just like, I don't know. And then you kept going, and I'm like, okay, yeah, he knows. He's just being an asshole by over-explaining everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you recognize that. Yeah. Because because I was trying to be as, like, uh, I was trying to be as Dwight as possible, but I don't think that was being conveyed through text. Yeah, yeah, it was. But I was very much channeling my inner Dwight there. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, for the for everybody unaware of the inside joke, uh, our buddy Nick was talking about how first person mode is really great, and uh, there was some slight confusion, real confusion about whether you could switch between third and per- first, I think, in first person mode, and then I chimed in. <laughs> <laughs> Being, and that's when you know all acting like I'm loose. super confused acting like I'm super confused about what first and third person is but I don't know how Nick didn't know that I was totally fucking being an asshole because I don't play the game <laughs> why would I be of all people be asking questions <laughs> which I'm surprised uh, not because I don't think you would be interested in the game because uh, I, I don't think that it's necessarily your game I'm surprised because a lot of the group has gotten into it, and uh, I figured that would have kind of pulled you in. Kind of like how uh, uh, Monster Hunter's uh, pulling you in for one of the reasons being that a lot of the group is thinking about getting it. Well, a lot of the group is only reduced to Zach right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Because Adrian, even... Adrian's box died, and he's not getting one till next month. And then he'll get Monster Hunter, which might be when I get it because I'm so balls deep in Assassin's Creed, and I don't want to buy another game while I'm in the middle of another one. And that's another thing I need to break a habit of. I do that a lot and I don't like it because <laughs> then it ends up how we have the title of the show backlog buddies pretty and much. The... But ultimately <clears throat> what I, what I would say about um, PUBG after the 1.0 update on PC is um, I fucking hate Miramar. That's for those who don't know Miramar is the desert map. Um, I thought at first I just wasn't used to it, and I just we, I spent mo- all of early access playing on the um, playing on the main map, the the first I forget what it's called, uh, but the map everyone knows and has seen in trailers and things like that. Um, but after a lot of time invested, I look at you've played eighty seven hours of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Um, with all that time invested, I have played a lot of the desert map, and I just can't stand it because. I'm terrible at sniping, and that map is very much catered to snipers. So my favorite thing to do, if the opportunity allows, is to pick up sniper rifles and find a nice bed of body of water and just drop them in there so no one else can use them. <laughs> if I find rounds that are good for like a AK or a SCAR, I'll also, unless I'm using like an M4 or an M16, I'll drop those in the water too. If I can't use it, nobody can. I'll drop those in the water, too. It's like a petty little kid. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's all I have to say about what I'm playing, because I didn't play a whole lot. I've just been watching TV. Yeah. The Assassin's Creed Origins and PUBG. Yeah. I'm almost done with Vikings, so once that happens, then I'll be just pretty much on Assassin's Creed full time. That's all I'll be doing with my full time. Well, before we go, let me ask you one last question. Uh, one thing I definitely wanted to talk about before we ended the podcast. Uh, I figured, you know, start off with a new subject, talk about what we're playing, end with a new subject. Well, not a new subject, but uh, an interesting topic of discussion. Do you recall very early on when we started this podcast um, your feelings about the Nintendo Switch and its likelihood for success? No. I probably was really negative, though. <laughs> oh, you were—you definitely were, because I went back and listened to the episode. And uh, um, is this a new segment? Because you said new segment, and this can't really be turned into a new segment, can it? 
No, 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 not news segment. A uh, news segment. I, I, I was saying news, but it, it's oh. not really news as much as I just wanted to talk about the success of the Nintendo Switch and how wrong you were and how right I was. <laughs> um, you know, just to just to kind of throw it out there, the Nintendo Switch is now the fastest selling console ever. Not the best selling, obviously, because it's still very young, but. In the early stages, it's not even a year old yet. It has become the fastest-selling home video game console ever. That's including the very successful PlayStation 4 that launched back in 2013. So, what do you is this, think? Is this uh, worldwide sales or just America? Uh, I believe worldwide. I can double-check myself, but I believe worldwide. I mean, Let yeah, me. totally. Worldwide is a given. Because Japan's all about handhelds. Nintendo Switch sets all-time sales record. Shut up, trailer. Ad. Whatever you are. Um, on Thursday, Nintendo announced that Switch has become the fastest-selling home video game system of all time in the U.S., selling over 4.8 million units in 10 months. That's 800,000 more than the Wii did in the same time frame. And, of course, we all know the Wii because of its commercial or casual... Um, nature. Wii Sports, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so with that, with the sales success of Was it Switch, worldwide, or I missed it? No, no, no that, that's US. Uh, so, fastest selling video game console all time, US. 4.8, over 4.8 million in 10 months, which is 800,000 more than the Wii did within the same time frame. I mean, it makes sense now, that, now in retrospect, right? Because the 3DS was just a force DS, DS as well, and now yeah. this is kind of both. And I think uh, was it a few podcasts ago where I talked about how when I get one, it's gonna be just my handheld because when I sit down and play on a console, Xbox is what comes to mind for that. Like I picture a Switch being like something that I would wake up and it's like right next to me uh, near my bed, and then I'd be like, I want to play games, but I don't feel like getting out of bed, so. <laughs> <laughs> or well, well good, let me ask this: It's a good shitter uh, console. <laughs> <laughs> well, originally I was going to ask you um, what you think about what do you think that would mean for third-party support, considering the success of the console and the fact that it's already getting things like Doom and Wolfenstein Two and well, Dark yeah, Souls remastered coming in. Like I think Adrian texted me about that the other day. He's like. He's like, dude, Nintendo's doing everything right. He's like, third parties and everything. I'm like, it's probably what they wanted with the Wii U. <laughs> yeah, I think I think this is ultimately the 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 dream setup that they wanted to to from the get go. But um, I'm curious, what would be the killer app that makes you go buy your Nintendo Switch tomorrow? tomorrow theoretically, Jesus, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> A new Pokemon, maybe. Um, if they had a Pokemon MMO, for Interesting. sure. Because uh, I don't understand how Nintendo hasn't made a Pokemon MMO. It, If there's any franchise that deserves an MMO, it's fucking Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> how? Like, all the PvP instances would be battling each other's Pokemon. It would be like living in the world of Pokemon. I don't understand how it hasn't fucking happened. Yeah, there's there's a lot. The people were wondering for a while why a home console Pokemon hasn't happened in the 25, 30 years that it has existed. But now we're actually getting that with the Switch version that'll be coming out. 
but yeah, I I would second that. I don't understand why that couldn't be done either. You can create um, your own trainer, right? Well, don't forget, Nintendo hasn't had the best track record when it comes to online support. So that's true, but they let Apple have Pokemon Go, so they could totally license it out. And it's not because it's uh, Game Freak, right? Game yeah, Freak Game Freak and, and the Pokemon Company. Like, so Nintendo just, just owns, let, like, a share they, of it. They could let PC, Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo users all play Pokemon MMO. Oh, no. I I don't think for a second no, Nintendo will drop change to make sure that that franchise does not go on any other platform oh, other than Nintendo that, platform. But I'm saying, because you're talking about uh, Nintendo's online infrastructure, since it's not strong, which is probably yeah. why... <laughs> yeah, haven't done it. So I think if they were to do it, it would have to be that way. But you'd understand too that they'd be making money off of that. Oh yeah. If it if it sold, it's just like Microsoft makes money off Minecraft sold on PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. Well, the difference being, Minecraft was already on PS4 before Microsoft bought it. True. That. I think. I think. Um, but would you have ever guessed that anything but a Nintendo product would have Pokemon game on it? And and Mario, Mario's on iPhones as well. And Android. Yeah. And Android. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, so you never know. That's if that's the true Switch fact. failed. If the Switch failed, I think Nintendo would have uh, would have gone third party. Just... Oh, absolutely. It it, it would have been it, it would have been too much. But uh, luckily, think, that's I think not the, the case. Switch is a good example <laughs> of uh, a risk that finally paid off for them because they take a lot of risks. Mm, well, you, yeah, that's, what that's you want fair. About Nintendo, they do take a lot of risks. <laughs> but I also wouldn't necessarily coin this as a risk that paid off for them. While it can be dubbed that way, I would look at it more as a proof of concept that um, that saw success. Because uh, ultimately, if you look at it, it is a, a mixed bag of what Nintendo's been doing for the past 20 years. Um, you have your tablet-like control scheme from the Wii U, mm-hmm. the motion controls from the Wii, yeah. the gamepad kind of experience and the um uh the the kind of more traditional control system from the GameCube. You know, there's a lot of elements of their past consoles in this console and I think that ultimately what they were trying to do was bring everything forward. You know what I mean? Like all all of it from the past to now into one hub. Kind of like what Xbox and Microsoft are trying to do with their stuff, but in like a more universal gameplay kind of way yeah um i'm i'm happy for them i'm i think that a a gaming world without nintendo is a sad world so um yeah they would never actually go away no they wouldn't but it would just turn into a sega and let everything be on their systems or on other systems yeah they would they would have still existed it's just now in a different way yep yeah, and, and I feel like they would have existed in a different way that I would have taken some some time to get used to. And I'm pretty sure I'm not alone on that, but it's just, you know, But you would have gotten used to it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. All right. Is that where we want to end it? That's I'm comfortable ending it there. I mean, I know I said it was going to be a shorter episode. It still went 44 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, you can find me on social media channels as Stephen calls them, <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at uh, It's Reaver. Stephen, where can people find you? You can find me on all social media channels and my, of course, YouTube channel, at Stevaku. That's S-T-2-E-V-A-K-U. 
And that's it. And period. <laughs> and period. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, yeah, cutting this one a little short. Um, but we will talk to you guys next week. Let us know what you're playing. Latest on the men, Jay.